Jacob Meehan and Danilo Rosado of Buttons in Berlin, um, and I guess we'll just dive right into who these who these folks are. Um, so maybe just first a little bit about your history, Jacob. I know you're from Chicago, and Danilo, you're from Italy, and somehow you've joined forces in Berlin. So maybe just start by speaking a little bit to the history of how you met and how this collaboration all started. We've known each other for three years now. I've been living in Berlin for two years now and uh, Buttons has been a thing for, what, two and a half years now? We met uh, on the dance floor of Cocktail de More. Perfect. Made eyes and the rest is history. Then just kept talking all summer and we went on a trip to the Philippines together and then I subleased my apartment and moved to Berlin. <laughs> had, had either of you thrown a party before? Yeah. Yeah. So... I started throwing parties with some friends of mine in Chicago in 2011 mm -hmm. and have been DJing since probably like 2008. Mm -hmm. um, but at the time that I met Danilo, it was, I was kind of ready for um, a change. I mean, I, I'm not from Chicago, but moved, moved there when I was 18, so went to university there and, you know, had many nice chapters. but. It was kind of getting to this point of um, wanting to see what else was out there. Yeah. Maybe live in a different country. So an excuse just kind of fell into your lap. Yeah. yeah. But you were very ready for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And where, Danilo, where were you at this time? You were based in Berlin already? Yeah, I, I've been based in Berlin since like 10 years right now. I've been, uh, I'm from the south of Italy, but I moved to Bologna where I studied uh, arts and cinema. Huge queer cities and uh, for Italy, of course. Yeah. Uh, it's like a city of attraction for all the free and um, and I used to do a party in Bologna as well. That was called Carnicelte, the meat like selected meat, and our logo was like a, a chopped dick head. Uh, That's like a little bit like you know fuck patriarchy or yeah. like you know. Do you have any stickers still available? Oh, yeah. <laughs> he still wears the t-shirt. Yeah, the t-shirt. Uh, I need to get my hands on that gear. Uh, oh, yeah, so beautiful. It's like a big butcher knife cutting a dick in half. <laughs> yeah. And um, so it was like we had a little collective inside the like university mm -hmm. and the queer spaces, but you like, not really. There's like more like gay establishment clubs and then you had a lot of squats that was in Bologna. Yeah. Was like when I was like moved to Bologna, there was like more than 10 squats that for such a small city is actually a lot. And that's what uh, where we started. Like every time we would like do the squats and see that something was missing, you know, we didn't really like uh, what was like the established uh, gay scene of Italy. Yeah. You could tell that there was like space and room for something new. And something there was like, uh, there is like, there was a, a worldwide movements that was coming up, you know, and uh, breaking the norms and uh, attaching itself to back to the 70s and the 80s, where the uh, when the, the AIDS epidemics kind of like stopped everything and all the um, innovations that were coming from, you know, the 
queer liberations from like the, the 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 feminist front of like you know liberate people from norms even in, in terms of sexuality, and in that space we uh, within the Berlusconi era, queer mo- movement rose in Italy, and we were in the middle of this storm, and we were part of it, and we actually were active agent of uh, of a change. Mm. We were seen as crazy, totally crazy queer people in Bologna. That's actually very, very interesting because what happened back in the time is what what's the United States is experiencing right now. Mm. You have the Trumpism, of course, and this year is visible, but then you have a counter discussion mm. that is like... More vibrant than ever. Exactly. There is, there is the resistance, you know. So as much as the Italians, queer and feminist, actually uh, grew from uh, the Berlusconi era with a new message, you know, we can resist, we can unite, we can create actually something new from this that can uh, drop new energy and make something amazing, a rupture. That's what actually I can see that is happening to to the United States as well. That's very interesting. What year did you guys start? Uh, 2000, 2002, 2003. After a while, I guess the the projects kind of like slow down and I, everybody started to move to Berlin and all the Italian queers actually moved to Berlin mm-hmm. where like sooner or later someone like Starting with the project, for example, Gigan, mm-hmm. it's made by Italians, like, mm-hmm. and the way they used to do the same period things in Italy. Cocktail was Italians. Cocktail d'amore, those guys, they came to Berlin, same period I did, and they used to do things in Italy as well, mm-hmm. and so we did as well.
when uh, you planned the fight in Bologna, after like four or five years, I kind of understood the, I was like, there was a struggle that I would have fought forever, you know, so they yeah. were like just fighting yeah. forever. While in Berlin, you realize that you actually, after the fight and, uh, and growing um, a narrative, you can move to a place where you can actually do things, yeah. you know, stop worrying about like fighting nonstop. Right. Not that I stop fighting, it's like, no, that's not an option for me, but it's a place where you can actually, Berlin is a place where actually you can then write your own narrative without being in a constant fight. Right, right, like your creativity is free. Yeah, Yeah. that's actually how I moved to Berlin. And so that was like in the mid-2000s? 2007. Okay. Or 2008, yeah, this is my 10th year in Berlin. Your link up in Berlin, how, how soon after was the concept of buttons created? Um, well, when Danilo moved to Berlin, he was doing uh, the homopathic party, and Mm -hmm. so Button's kind of natural progression out of homopathic, which ended in May of 2016, and the first Button's was in June of... 2016. 2016. Yeah. Wow. So. When I moved to Berlin, I we almost immediately started like throwing party. Uh, actually, in a bar blank that back the time was uh, an illegal venue, mm-hmm. um, and we so we I started back to the squats basically, you know, like more like illegal uh, spaces with uh, an overcast party, that mm-hmm. was the idea. Mm-hmm. And even like, the idea of making homopathy was like, you know, well, we can give you a cure. That's like, like homopathy, you know. Mm-hmm. Give you a cure that is actually uh, not a real cure, but it's just um, uh, the illusion of it. Just like, embrace yourself, accept for what you are. That was the idea of homopathy. But with the city changing and the easy jet setters, so it's like cheap flights coming to Berlin, the city changed very easily and very, very, very fast. And uh, our party, there was a niche, there was just like a, a little party on the side, very, very underground in a dirty basement, became way much popular. To the point in which we couldn't recognize the party anymore. Uh, like it was like so well attended that we didn't know where to put people. We mm. had to stop the entrance. Mm-hmm. It was like so chaotic, and uh, so the, the shift to buttons was like way a necessity for like several reasons. The group was breaking because you know the project get tired after yeah, a while. Are shifting, yeah. people, uh, things are shifting. People want to do other things, mm-hmm. and plus I wanted to do something new. Yeah. It was way more creative. There was again like way more queer, way more like uh, politically involved, and again without compromises. Try to again create a narrative or rupture that was like strong identity. And I think like when I met Jake, when I met Jacob, I understood that he was the right person to help me to build that uh, musically speaking for this connection with the U.S., where all this new kind of like queer movement was happening. You know because for how, how interesting Europe can be. But you know, we don't have as many like black people, Latino people, like, uh, and this is happening in the US mm-hmm. and it's like, and here the struggle is real. And so, Jacob was the trade union, the 
the the the real connection and the not the best connection to create actually that space. One thing that I've taken from the U.S. to um, to Berlin is the way that we kind of produce parties, and I guess you guys kind of did that too, with like decor and stuff like that. But that's something that we always tried to like try to have like little interactions or little moments or little installations that can kind of change the experience of the person. I feel like when I first got to Berlin, I just noticed that like, I mean, the parties are great, the crowds are great, the DJs are great, the music's always amazing, but it just feels like kind of showing up to the venue and that's that. Mm. And so we try to sort of, when we can, punctuate the party with these moments. I think it's the, the best time to really see that as well as in the summertime, because we have the garden in the back and- You can really dial that up. Yeah, like, Things hanging from the trees, or the uh, our deco crew, uh, Ambro and Eva, they Danilo asked them to make like games. So it's like these little interactive games that people can play with. Um, and that exists in the space um, during the summertime. Yeah. yeah. So um, people come to like sort of rely on it and expect it and know it's going to be there. Yeah, they. I, or just I, surprise I, them. Yeah. yeah. Our 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 people always expect a little surprise for sure. Yeah. So that is like, I don't know, we have uh, the yearly summer mud fight. There's like a charity mud fight where it's like, it's happening usually in, uh, in July. A mud fight. Yeah, mud fight. <laughs> that in the, in, the, in, the, in the organization of the time uh, of, the, of the party is just like a little moment because it's like, it's one hour right. of 46 hours. Right. It's like our, our summer parties are, but we always have something. Oh, like uh, the piñada grilled out like grilling food for people and just like handing it out um which is kind of that's like one of my favorite things that we've done that's really beautiful just kind of like that's a pretty special surprise trying to share moments with people to, to let them know like hey we're thinking of you yeah. and whether that's like actually taking care of you by feeding you something because god knows how long you've been at the mm -hmm. club and haven't eaten something or um you know programming like we have a friend that we programmed um natasha inquist and she will play accordion in the morning like mm. sitting in the sun and yeah just kind of these ebbs and flows to the party or when uh ludwig for the birthday like the deco girls made a cake and this queen popped out of the cake singing opera buffa it's like so gay and so i don't know very special
Mountains is a new party that's two years old. A lot of it does come out the previous project, Homopedic. So like a lot of our residents, for example, um, the decoration girls, like they used to work with Danilo. So there's some like... Part of it was built in. There's some deep history Mm -hmm. there, Mm -hmm. even with the venue. I mean, he has, he's really helped make that club. Yeah. The previous project, you know, helped put money towards sound system outside in the garden and so it's like I mean I think Danilo has a really special rapport with the club and when I moved there I tried to kind of be really respectful of not only the club but also like the residents just organizationally trying to kind of take a back seat and just see how everything runs and then lately you know Danilo and I take a very strong organizational role and um I think the club really respects what we do. Like once I started doing the bookings and stuff, which was um, like a year after I moved there, mm-hmm. so like I really tried to be as organized as possible, as thoughtful as possible, as conversational as possible to let them know like where we're coming from, and they've only you know reciprocated all of that energy back to us, and also realizing that what we have is a stage so it's a stage for booking the people that we want to book the friends that we want to support and whether that's someone who's an r&b singer or someone who makes uh paintings or someone who is more performance based or or whatever you know trying to kind of include like cast a wide net and include everyone not out of obligation but to to be supportive and and to have those moments i mean uh, uh is even like a, a a question of like which kind of artist you bring in there's like from the musicians to the decorations to people they're gonna like cooperate and make a little project inside a party if you choose the right people to do that these people are gonna be your your community they're gonna build up for you and it's even important because you give them a visibility, you know, but you even like telling these people that they can tell their friends to come in the party and feel actually accepted because, you know, because their friends are being part of the project. And that's how you build your community. As much as, you know, people you get in the project, uh, people are going to feel like they are part of it. And even if they are part of it once a year, the other, there's like means that like, you know, the other 11 months, they still gonna feel like this is their home mm-hmm. because as being their home for once. And I'm not absolutely trying to say that uh, we're using this as a tool of recruitment for a crowd, but it's, a, it's the way you build your community.
think also one thing that's been that we've been kind of successful at or it's been a positive attribute to the sense of community is for example with um the bookings there's um we don't really say like what our focus is but try to make sure that all kinds of people are represented in the bookings without having that in some sort of manifesto or giant statement that makes this giant claim about what we're trying to achieve but when you, when we do that there's just kind of a call and response that happens where it's like when we do when we book women women see that and they come up to us and they say oh saying, my god don't speak about booking a female dj book her yeah it's just yeah. like the line of speak like, yeah uh, just uh, kind of normalizing uh, these yeah. things don't boo vote right right uh, that's right it. And I think that start like stop promoting yourself as like a, a female friendly whatever blah 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 party. Just do Just it. Do the work, yeah. you know, Even do the word work. queer, I kind of. I mean, I don't think we overly throw that around. And it's like, yeah, don't like, don't just like, do it. Don't just say it. You know, like normalize it through your actions. One other tool that's uh, pretty important and uh, has been used a lot, for example, widely in Berlin, because of the masses of, uh, of party goers, mm -hmm. you know, it's the selection. It's a useful tool. You mean the programming? The, no, selection, the selection at the, the door, door of uh, the, the guys. The door policy, okay. So for us, for example, it's important to have a couple of queens. Mm -hmm. They know the people of the city, they know the scene, they go to every party and they are like part of the scene. And those people are able to, 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 to define which people really belongs to that moment, you know, to that experience. They really are able to understand what we're doing inside and, you know, selection at the door, yeah. recognizing of your And would reciprocate, like, would be able to receive it and also offer. Yeah. But even like picking out of the crowd Right. of uh, the line of outside the club, the people that really are going to like turn the, part, the party on and going to like feel free by even like create a free space because you know if you choose the wrong like people to get inside the party they can ruin your night yeah. they can like uh, uh, invade your space i don't know if you we never really have problems with stuff like that i feel like a, a time happens yeah, but yeah it's very like little episodes and the first thing we do is like away and you cannot come to this club ever again yeah Hmm. Do, you, do, you, do you two spend much time at the door? He does way more of like maintenance of like the actual party hours mm -hmm. at the location, managing everything. I see, yeah. And, and well, you also often play, right? So yeah, and I'm DJing. Different kind of work. So yeah. I usually try to like save my energy beforehand and like get some rest. And Do you ever have some like hairy situations at the door? Because in New York that, that happens all the time, but people aren't used to being turned away here. Yeah, no, I don't, I mean, no, not really. Like, there'll be some people from like wherever, not not Berlin or not Germany, that will be upset that they waited in line. But ultimately it's you just apologize and yeah. kind of tell them that, you know, there's not much you can do for them and they just need to keep moving. I mean, it's heartbreaking, but it's yeah. also, I mean, selection's kind of this necessary evil, right? It's like, it's not going to always get it right 100% of the time, but, I mean, that's... You have to try. Yeah, and that's yeah. why places like Berghain have 
remain being relevant for like over a decade because if everyone went in then it just it wouldn't be the same
bringing up and maybe it ties into like oh, the greater stories of everything like um i mean when with with men's room it kind of reached that point where it's like it it did really just feel like i mean it wasn't a sex party but it kind of was and the more i was starting to collaborate with danilo the m the less interested i was in creating like a, a predominantly like heavily male environment mm -hmm. and i think that i that allowed me to kind of embrace the queer aspects of what we've created at um at buttons um but even i mean yeah we never had like i don't know hairy situations or anything yeah i always say that if i would have uh, ever in one of my parties uh the like predominant like a 100 male macho without your shirt on the dance floor i would close the party immediately yeah yeah absolutely yeah that's not a safe space right oh no that's absolutely not a safe space for anybody yeah including for the same male because yeah. it's like it's self um outcasting themselves mm -hmm. creating a safe space for them but it is actually a barrier because you don't inter interact with others mm -hmm. and you don't interact with females. You don't learn how to process your... Right, it doesn't mimic life at all. <laughs> uh, no, absolutely. Ah, yeah. Totally.
one kind of final inquiry about what's happening in the future if it's just keep keep tracking along and just like participating and doing what you've been doing or will it always be a, a party will it ever you know do you have intentions of it being something that roams around the world or will it stay at about blank or like you see it as it is right now like that's that's well, how it best survives yeah well uh, of course like preserve uh, a, a space that work that works it's like fundamental but Berlin is changing so yeah. like for how long we can keep this space or as it is and you know we have already like new building uh, being built around the club and there's like already complaint with the neighbors really? so, yeah I mean the club could not be there in five years because, so of, they, because of development works they building new stuff so you're, fe- you're already feeling that oh yeah I mean it's gonna happen it's like mm-hmm. in Berlin a lot of part, lot, lot of clubs are closing, closing down. You know, the city is shifting in more like normalized environment of a, you know rich city with tourism and business that never happened before. So uh, clubs that actually made the fortune of the city because it was the main economy for the last ten years suddenly are less important. You know, for uh, for the economy of the city and so politics tend to shut that down for a more uh, normalized business Mm -hmm. orientation that is like you know finance Mm -hmm. or real estate and you know so on so you know so the club uh, as it is like about blank could close one day I mean we one day we will probably close Mm -hmm. and so it's like for several other clubs what we're doing is like trying to create ourselves like uh, an identity even outside for example we started a cooperation with a uh, we started like uh, uh, festival. a festival that's called the Whole Festival, and it's together with the uh, Cocktail d'Amore, Porn Chapter that actually uh, started it uh, one day before, like last year. And there were t- there there have been two so far. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. Two? yeah. Okay. Uh, the second one we jump in now. We are like totally integrated, and we like wanna keep pushing this project because it's pretty beautiful. Yeah, I'm uh, gonna get there next summer. Oh yeah, please, please, please. And uh, what we we're gonna do is that uh, there are like voices around about like going for like space for our own speaking about like this for like ages but never happened uh, yeah, we, I mean we always have lots of ideas yeah, yeah. Um, but then it's like when it comes down to having that conversation of having our own space or venue it's just like I mean we're not getting any younger and the idea of upkeeping a weekly or the yeah. space that's running all the time sounds very challenging mm-hmm. well, uh, most, mostly it's like still speaking about like what we were speaking before you know uh, do you want to be creative and like uh, keep like creating space that, that actually makes the difference or you want to sell beers mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. uh, when then uh, if you would ever like uh, be involved in the creation of a club you have to sell beers think about like uh, the the cleaning crews and loading and unloading like, like beverage and uh, pay the bills. So, and sometimes it's like, okay, this is gonna like absolutely cut your weeks of uh, wings. Sorry, wait, cut your wings. Wings yeah. is perfect. <laughs> uh, cut your wings of like what you, uh, you you can do inside the space when you don't have actually so much responsibility. Right, you know? right. So owning the walls can be probably good, but at the same at the same time, you know. 
if you have a, a space like for example Bob Blank where you are allowed to do whatever you want I say nobody's gonna keep telling you don't do this don't do this don't do this so you feel free mm-hmm. and you feel like you are home already so why bother to get yeah. something for yourself yeah. Yeah. but if if a space close you need an alternative out, yeah. so you have to do. so this is a thing another thing we were speaking about since like I have a heavy for example a, a full weekend that there will be like three four days mm-hmm. inside the space inside the club mm-hmm. made out of uh, a little interactive festival that oh. will be with panels, discussion with like performances, cooking, uh, and all like queer thematized. Tema- so that would be something in that direction. I don't. I'm not sure that if we are gonna be able to do it this year. We are ready yeah, to do it. Mm-hmm. We have the whole festival that's mm-hmm. still like full and like We still have to figure out, you know, how to work for for the whole festival. That is a huge project. So starting something parallel so big might be difficult mm-hmm. but yeah that's another project we are working on that sounds amazing we're moving yeah i mean the whole festival is uh, an exciting new project that i think has a lot of potential to grow into something huge um do you have do you do you care about um keeping numbers at a at a certain like keep, keeping a certain capacity or just the more tickets the, f- the better with yeah. the festival is there there's a cap right now right um this past year we did about 2,000 people with like ticketed sales, um, DJs, guest lists, mm-hmm. and volunteers and stuff like that. Um, we can definitely do more, but I, I don't, the point of it isn't to make it like a massive thing. Mm-hmm. I think we would want to grow at a sustainable, mm-hmm. a sustainable pace. But yeah, I mean, I think that, that ha- it has a lot of potential. It's like we all kind of were looking around at each other like how has this never really been done before or maybe it has and we just still don't know but to have like a a queer electronic camping yeah. festival really great and really inspiring and it's kind of just expanding on everything that we're doing so looking forward to doing more of that work
Fermo de chão. 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 Fermo